0: In just about any town in Italy, it seems the action is at the piazza. Since ancient Roman times, it's the town square or piazza where the community comes together. Frances Mays, author of the classic book Under the Tuscan Sun, has spent 30 years enjoying the small-town ambience of Italian towns, and she knows that to find the soul of any town in Italy, head for the public square or the piazza. She takes us to some of Italy's most enchanting places to wander and take life easy in her latest book, See You in the Piazza. Francis joins us now on Travel with Rick Steves to explore the sweetness of doing nothing as they like to say when they're hanging out on the piazza in Italy. Francis, thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you. It's nice to be here.
0: You must know that what is the phrase, uh, il dolce far niente? Yes,
1: yeah, sweet to do nothing.
0: It's sweet to do nothing and it's really sweet to do nothing on a piazza. What is it about a piazza that's so fundamental to the uh, the reason so many of us travelers just love Italy?
1: It's the heart of the town. It's where everyone comes together. You go there to shop, to do your business, to meet a friend for coffee, but you're also going to run into the plumber you haven't been able to reach or uh, the dentist you wanted to make an appointment with. It's, It's one reason the internet hasn't gotten so crazy in Italy as it has here because you don't need to be online. You're going to see everybody in the piazza that morning. And I think that you know, the big sense of community comes directly from that. It's it's the living room of a town. It's like the town is a big palace and there the piazza is the hmm. living room. It is the living room. It,
0: and, of course, it's... Um, the weather lends itself to piazza living. People love to be out in the streets, and, and in Italy, people like the action. I, I always think when I go to a hotel, I want it quiet. I'll go up a few uh, flights of stairs, no, I want I'll sacrifice the view to be on the backside where it's quiet at night. But Italian travelers, they ask for the noisy room on the front because they want <laughs> to be near the action.
1: That's probably true.
0: <laughs> it, the hoteliers tell me that. I always say, I want a quiet room in the back, and they go, oh, well, that's easy, because all the Italian travelers <laughs> want the noisy room on the front. So you've spent 30 years in Italy sitting on piazzas having your cappuccino. Uh, what What are some little um, Frances May's uh, tips on, on getting the most out of your piazza experience wherever you may be hanging out?
1: I love the piazza life, and... When I'm staying three days in a place, I always have found, by the end, my, my favorite piazza, mm-hmm. my favorite cafe on the piazza. So um, I do spend a lot of time there. In fact, it inspired my novel, Women in Sunlight. Mm. I go in town every morning to have coffee, and I often see women sitting around the piazza writing in a notebook or mm-hmm. sketching or coming up on their bikes. And I know those women are travelers. You know, They're on a quest. They're looking for something and um, it was kind of imagining what they were looking for that led me to write that novel Mm. because i I know who they are Mm -hmm. so the piazza for me is a place to really observe people and to participate in kind of the comedy of life the Mm. peculiar looking people the gorgeous people whatever interesting thing that i spot usually goes down in my notebook and I know a lot of people, uh, a lot of writers feel that way, you know, at cafes in Paris or wherever. But mm-hmm. there's just something so everyday about piazza life that I like taking part in it.
0: We we open this discussion where you're just saying, you know, you don't need the Internet. Everybody's right there in the piazza. It is so true. It's hard to imagine that if you grow up in America behind the wheel of a car all the time. But in Italy, that's where people just gravitate. And you've got the core of the city. Historically, you've got the church. You've got the city hall. You've got the hospital. You've got the bell tower. Yeah, it's everything you need. And you've got all the time in the world. You love the sound of your particular bell tower. And it's drenched in sun. You've got a beautiful little restaurant. You know the restaurateur. You know the barista in the cafe. It's just really lends itself to the il dolce farniente, the, the sweetness of doing nothing.
1: Yes, it does. It also keeps you in touch with a lot of people in a very direct way because you're going in the wine store, you're going in the fruta e vidura, you're going in the little grocery store, you're shopping at very different places in the course of the morning. Mm-hmm. We have a little outdoor market in our town once a week, mm-hmm. and we also have a, a big market on another day. So all of that takes place around the Piazza. It's where life is lived People go to the piazza every day. Mm. And I think it's just such a healthy way to live because you don't get isolated. Yeah. There's, there's not the hierarchy of age.
0: It's a multi-generational um, celebration. Uh, and if there's a university or college in the town, the students are hanging out, having their spritz. It's just uh, yes. you, can, you can join. A traveler is welcome to join. This is Travel with Rick Steves. We've got Frances Mays. We're talking about the magic of the piazza in Italy. Frances has uh, introduced us to what it takes to fix up an abandoned villa and redefine your life in her best-selling classic book, Under the Tuscan Sun. And now Frances writes about the back-road towns that she and her husband have explored all across Italy. Her new book is See You in the Piazza. We're talking about piazzas right now. Our phone number is 877-333-7425 and Miranda is calling in from Leavenworth in Kansas. Miranda, do you have a piazza in Leavenworth?
2: Hi, Rick. Hi, Frances. No, there is certainly a large downtown area with uh, many old historic buildings uh, with shops and places to um, have coffee, but certainly none of the uh, wonderful, splendid things that you've uh, described so far um, in terms of piazzas in Italy.
0: What's your thoughts about piazzas in Italy? Have you enjoyed them, or if, do, you, do you feel the magic like Francis and I do?
2: Certainly, um, uh, my experience in Cortona, especially um, the way you described it, is spot on. Um, here in America, of course, you know we have to get in and out of our car to, you know, go grocery shopping. And if you certainly in Kansas, if you want a bottle of wine to go with your meal, you have to go to a separate place because that's not sold in a grocery store. So um, in Cortona. I have an affinity for the piazzas in Cortona especially, and so I wanted to ask Frances, um, among all of the other hilltop towns that she's visited in the Tuscany and Umbria uh, regions, what would be her next favorite beyond just Cortona?
1: I love the tiny town of Lucignano. It has an elliptical-shaped piazza. It's not a very lively town, but it's such a beauty. Hmm. And I think the Renaissance piazza in Pienza is stunning mm. it's backed by the big Duomo and the view of the valley behind that it's a magical piazza of course I I really love the piazzas in Florence um, everywhere you know has its own in Tuscany um,
0: Luca has another one of those around
1: Luca has Luke yeah you're right Luca has an incredible piazza One of my favorites is in Massama Maritima, Hmm. that's over on the edge of the Marema, and it's kind of a lopsided piazza, kind of somber, but very dignified. Mm -hmm. San Sepulcro has wonderful piazza. They're everywhere.
0: Somber is an interesting word, because a lot of these stony villages, they feel a little somber. And the piazza can be lifeless or full of life depending on the time you go there. I think it's fun to think about the different personalities that piazzas have in the different times of day. Campo di Fiori in Rome is is really good that way.
1: Yes. I tried to analyze once why a piazza is lively and why one is not. Mm -hmm. And it seems the more kind of daily shops it has, the livelier it is. Mm. The more churches and banks it has, the less lively it is. But the Lucignano is really a sweet, small one. Over in Umbria, I love the piazza in uh, Montefalco. That's a great town and the home of the Sagrantino one. Oh, I,
0: I love that wine! Round piazza,
1: very lively and appealing.
0: What's that town, Francis?
1: Montefalco.
0: Montefalco. All right. Yeah, the Sagrantino is kind of the Everybody in Tuscany goes for the Brunello di Montalcino, but in Umbria, Sagrantino is the the favorite. You know, we're talking about one square can be lively and the next not so lively. In Rome, everybody loves Campo di Fiori, and then just a block away, what is it, uh, Piazza Farnese? Do you know what I'm talking about? There's yes. a there's a piazza with the French embassy facing it, and it's yes, just that's it's beautiful. It's a beautiful, stately. Michelangelo designed the facade, but there's no people there. There's just a, some police guarding the French embassy and there's a big yes. convent, and it's uh, kind of deadly. And then you step a block away into Campo di Fiori, and it's a it looks like a movie set. Every different time of day has a different personality. It's got its fountains going. It's got the young lovers. It's got the patina of age and all of the uh, little cafes and restaurants that surround it. I, I just love that square, and it's completely different uh, in the morning with the market, uh, in the evening when it's romantic, and at midnight when it's sort of a place for all the crazy people to hang out. It's just an yes. amazing thing. <laughs> hey, um, Miranda, thanks for your call. Thank you. And Brad's calling from Williamsburg in Virginia. Hey, Brad.
3: Ciao, Rick. Ciao, Francesa.
0: Share one of your piazza memories, Brad.
3: Well, I was very fortunate to be stationed in U.S. Army in Vicenza up in the Veneto, about 60 miles west of, uh, of Venice, and I discovered the little town of... Morostica, hmm. which is, oh, I don't know, 60 miles or so northeast of uh, Vicenza. It's built on the side of a, of a hill, and it's an old walled city. I say city, it's really uh, a large village. And uh, it has a very interesting history for about its its piazza. The piazza is laid out like a giant chessboard. And uh, about 600 years ago, two young nobles fell in love with the daughter of, of the duque, And the duque was friends with both families, and so he said he really didn't want them to fight a duel, so he proposed that they play a a, a chess match. And then whoever won the chess match would win the the hand of his daughter. Mm. So the villagers said that they wanted to watch, but there wasn't enough room. And so they laid out this piazza like a giant chessboard, and the villagers played the parts of different chess pieces. So the two young men are under a small tent, and they're playing the game. And with each move, then the... uh, the local uh, troubadour would call out which move it was. Mm. And so the whole village could participate and watch how the, how the game played out. Well, this became a, a very famous ballad. And now, every two years on a sept- September, every even-numbered year for eight days, the villagers uh, go into medieval costume and they'll have two recreations of this. And, it, and this troubadour will, will sing out the different moves mm. of the game and you have men in armor on on horseback and people walking around with falcons on their on their arm and it's really quite a, a wonderful spectacle you have to get tickets about 6 months in advance because it tends to sell out but it's really just a marvelous thing to observe, and you really feel like you've gone back in time.
0: So this is the piazza in the village of Marostica, M-A-R-O-S-T-I-C-A, near uh, Vicenza, which is famous for, with architects, because that's the home of the Palladian architecture and so on. Sounds good. Exactly so. Thanks, Brad. Yeah, it's a... You're very welcome.
1: Interesting town, my goodness.
0: There's so much in Italy, and that's what Frances has discovered. And she spent, uh, what, how many, you spent about six months uh, researching your See You in the Piazza book, Frances?
1: Uh, Longer than that. It's all a blur by now.
0: (laughs) A lot of villages and a lot of beautiful moments on a lot of beautiful piazzas. I think uh, bottom line is, wherever you are in Italy, make sure you take time to Become a temporary local. Just just melt into the scene socially and from a cuisine point of view and the local wine or whatever right on the main square in the piazza. And, uh, Francis, I know from your writing that after you venture around Italy, you, you love your travels, but it's always good to get back to your adopted hometown of Cortona. Uh, let's finish off this discussion about the magic of the piazza with uh, your feeling about a piazza in Cortona. Sit us down just for a little glass of wine on your favorite piazza in Cortono. What are we going to see? What are we going to feel?
1: We have two main piazzas, and in the morning, uh, it depends on what time I get to my chair in the piazza because there are no umbrellas allowed in the Piazza della Repubblica, so you have to gauge when you're going by where the sun is going to fall behind the buildings because you don't want to sit in the direct sun. Oh, okay. So I, I find my place at a certain time. My friends stop by. You meet maybe 30 people that you talk to in the course of having a couple of cappuccinos. And then I just wander around town doing my shopping. It's very casual and it's just a way of life that I have come to think is one of the healthiest ways to live and happiest ways to live. I've enjoyed the piazzas also at night. Nobody goes to bed early Especially in the summer mm. in Cortona, eleven o'clock at night, all the cafes are still full. The children are playing and soccer, the, and, and the kids are playing piazza. soccer.
0: I I remember when our kids were little, they, we would just enjoy that extra glass of wine on the on the piazza, and the kids would run yes. around at, at nearly midnight kicking the soccer ball. And and you yes. do feel it, you Every, know you meet thirty people over a couple of cups of coffee, and it's not because you're a famous travel writer; it's because you're part of the community.
1: Yes, and everybody's getting gelato and. <laughs> The stars are shining over the town, and you know you live there. It's Mm. just very deep and satisfying.
0: Under the Tuscan moon.
1: Under the Tuscan moon. Of course, the great piazza is San Marco in Venice, and it has some magic that no number of tourists can dampen. That's true. To sit out and listening to that schmalsy music, having an after-dinner drink, and just loving that piazza is, uh, you know, it makes you realize looking at the... uh, basilica there that Venice was itself before the rest of Italy became itself. Venice has that kind of eastern huh. influence that always makes you feel you're in an exotic place. So that's kind of the premier piazza experience, but I love the small town one even more.
0: You know, that's we've been talking about the sort of uniformity of the beautiful piazza experience, but as you just mentioned, every city, every town has a piazza that has its own distinct character, whether it's a little village or whether it's a grand square like in Venice. Francis. it's always so good to talk to you. Thanks for writing this uh, latest book, and um, maybe we'll see you in the piazza.
1: That would be wonderful, Rick. Thank you.
0: Ciao. Grazie. Ciao. Hey, I'm Rick Steves. You can experience my favorite European people, places, and stories in my newest book For the Love of Europe. Order your copy today at ricksteves.com.